This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We're so glad you tuned in today. I'm especially glad. Um, Sam, unfortunately, from what I understand, lost his cool. And <laughs> Is that yeah, right, Sam? You can say that. <laughs> yeah, which is not surprising, really. You know. So you've been banished to home to wait on the air conditioning repairman. <laughs> yes, that's that. <clears throat> With a high of... 68 today you were well overheated huh? <laughs> it's on its way to 85 uh, yeah so, yeah well it was hot this week so <laughs> there you go it's been a warm week so in light of that you know this week's topic is you know how does god view you as hot and bothered right now i'm thinking sam <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> at least throughout the week he did see that way i would think that would be an accurate description <laughs> so i don't know if you're listening today if you've ever really thought about that or even prayed about it like how does god really see me how does he view me and uh, i think it's 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 definitely been a game changer for me over the last probably 12 years since I've been involved with this ministry to, to understand <clears throat> how that is. And um, go ahead, Jim, you were going to, he pulled the mic up like he had something. Oh. But, um, <laughs> there's a church in Raleigh. I saw this clip about, oh, I guess probably 12 years ago. And the first time I saw it, it offended me, honestly. And so when you hear it, you may begin to get offended, but it's okay. Listen, and, and, and see if you can listen through this. It's, it's a depiction of Jesus, and he's talking to his disciples. <clears throat> but it's meant to illustrate how a lot of us view God, um, how he sees us. And so here he's pointing out to his disciples you know, what he sees in them. But it is a, it is a parody. But I think it makes a really good point. And, the, and over the years, as I've really thought about the clip more and more, and especially since I've seen the effect of what happens if you buy this view of Jesus and if you buy this view of how God sees you, then it, that is probably a great deal more sin than, than anything I can hardly almost think about. So let's listen. Do you think he can fly? Shh. Here he comes. Well, all right. Now it's time for me to tell you all what you've done wrong since I last saw you. And don't try and hide because I'm Jesus. I will find you. Let's start with you, Peter. You lied to your mother the other day. Andrew, you said a naughty word when you hit your finger with the hammer. James, you laughed at him when he hit his finger. Moving right along, John, you drank too much wine the other night. Not way too much, just enough to make me angry. Matthew, we fell asleep in church, didn't we? Yes, we did. And Thomas, you were slow dancing a little too close with that girlfriend of yours. Let's see, uh, 
and you, I forgot your name, so you're off the hook for now. Um, Philip, I saw you smoking a cigarette behind that big rock the other day. Thaddeus, I hate to say I saw you stick up your middle finger at someone who cut you off when you were riding your camel. Benjamin, you aren't wearing your WWJD bracelet. Jacob, I don't mind you saying my name, but not after you stub your toe. Frank, you know what you did. I just can't repeat it because I'm Jesus. Alright, all you sinners, come with me. It's time to pay the piper. There's only one cigarette. I heard that. <laughs> Look at all these sinners. So Sam... You know, you you saw that clip before I did. It it makes a real impression. Yeah, the first time I saw it, Robbie, I was right there with you. I was a little offended. It felt as if it was, you know, making fun of Jesus, and that you know I was totally missing the point. It was done by a very faith-oriented church. It was to to illustrate the point that that's not how Jesus sees us. He doesn't see us for our sin. You know, I think I probably would have wait to the guy that he couldn't remember his name. You know, that's where I thought I was. <laughs> Frank. You know, oh, but, not uh, that Frank. <laughs> yeah. He never remembers me. Yeah, he's like, I don't remember your name. You're off the hook for now. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think I just felt inconsequential, you know, most of the time. And, and that's not true either. It's, it's, it's really cool as the show unfolds, you know, how the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit really do see us as, as we are. Right, and I was I was praying about this show this morning, and I actually, and it's, it's rare for me to go to tears, but I really went to tears as I thought about what's going on here between this clip and what happened to us last year at the Advanced Boot Camp. We were doing listening prayer for the first time with some young students from the North Carolina Boys Academy, and as we as it turned out, some of them weren't Christians, and here we were trying to hear from God. And the way this listening prayer is, you know, you're quiet. And you're trying to listen, and these boys were really struggling. It was very, very awkward for them. They were laughing and 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 you know snickering like you would mm-hmm. when you're trying to keep from laughing, and you can't stop laughing, snorting. And, and then they get up and go to the bathroom and come back, and so you you picture this scene of these guys that are just totally awkward, and we're trying to hear from God. And I heard pretty clearly that the young man sitting next to me, his name was Keller, and I I'm hearing that Keller that God is proud of you. And he got the strangest look in his face. I'll never, ever forget the look he got in his face. I'll no, never will I ever forget what he said to me. He said, no, no, Robbie, you don't understand. God's not proud of me. I'm a bad kid. And, and nobody's ever proud of me. And, 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 you know, there was the label. There's what Satan had pinned on him. And he'd bought it hook, line, and sinker to the point that, you know, he was certain that, you know, God considered him to be bad. And Andy, you know, before the show you were talking about as a parent, you know, that's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think when we're, we, a lot of us that's been in the church have understood, you know, what Jesus did and, and the gospel but there's still something that just says my sin keeps me from God, and whatever I do, where he's a he's a 
results-oriented God. I've got to earn his favor. I've got to do right things before I get his favor. And I think about my daughter, okay? My daughter, you know, like all of us, she's messed up before. She's not always done things right. She's had an attitude, whatever it may be. But I still, you know, I, I feel like I have a pretty good view of her. I think she can do amazing things, but she may be having a bad day. I don't speak over her life continually. You're horrible. You're terrible. I speak good things over her because I believe that's what's in her. And I believe it just has to come out over time as she matures and that kind of thing. Well, how arrogant it would be of me to think that God is better than me at looking at, you know, us as humans and parenting. I'm not a better parent than God, I, I can assure you. But, you know, if I have that kind of mercy towards my child and see the positive things in her, despite her shortcomings, Lord have mercy, he's going to see that in me, you know. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's pretty easy when you put it that way. How arrogant would it be to say that I'm a better father than the father, right? And Jesus used that to talk about yep. the father. He basically said, who among you is going to give a stone to his child when he wants bread or when he asks for a fish, give him a right. a snake, and then something for a scorpion. I forget exactly what, but he's basically illustrating that you know if you, being evil, know how to give good things right. to those you love, how much more will the Father give good things to you? Right, Robbie, I, and this hit me just during that, and I think you're the first person I ever heard say it, and then somebody gave me a plaque, and while I won't say I was offended the first time <laughs> I heard it, I just said, no, that's wrong. But you say, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. All right. <laughs> and every one of us can say that because God is able to make a favorite out of each and every one of us. That's right. When you think of mass, the mass of humanity, well, God's got to love everybody. You know, he created them. He's got to love them, you know. <laughs> and so we're all equal. <laughs> you know, we're all – and there is a, something to that. We are equal, but we're yet we're all his favorite. And you – to be, you have to be God to be able to have that kind of relationship, right? Yeah, and, and to some extent, you know, with your own kids, if you've got several, like I do, they're they are my favorites in each in their own right. certain way. That you know, that's really a unique thing. And and, and Harold, you got a bunch of kids. I do. <laughs> I have uh, four grandkids. Yeah, you do. I bet they're all your favorite. I love them all. <laughs> they're all different. And uh, yet, they each have things that make you really love them. That that's for sure. And for me, I think God. I I have no proof of this, but it's my theory that at conception, God sends a soul to join with that body. It's on loan. He wants it back, and He loves that person because He created it. He uses men and women here on earth to join with him in the creation of his humans. That's my theory, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there, and we've got some really cool clips that are that are coming up along. But before we get to that, Sam, your thoughts? Well, I wanted to say, you know, who wins when we identify with our sin, right? I mean, who who wins when when we accept that accusation as being who our, what our identity is? I mean, that, that's the work of the enemy. You know, it's not the work of God. I mean, the enemy's called the accuser of the brethren. 
right? That's clear in Scripture. And, and those accusations we hear come directly from Him. You know, God doesn't see us for our sin. He sees us for who we are, right? The enemy tries to get us to see us for our sin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, for me, the really beautiful thing is that God doesn't see me. He looks in my direction and Jesus jumps in <laughs> and he only sees Jesus. He doesn't see the real me. He sees the me that Jesus makes. Which is, by the way, the real you. The redeemed you, yeah. Uh, it's the, re- <laughs> the, the true you. I think Coca-Cola put it well. They, it's the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what or how does God view you today on the masculine journey? We're going to be going into this in great detail, November 7th through the 10th. You can go to Masculine Journey Radio and register for the boot camp coming up, and which, by the way, my brother's registered, so I'm very excited about this boot camp coming up. November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Yeah, <laughs> we had to throw that out there just a little bit because unfortunately in so many different ways i think in my own mind i'm i'm buying that situation which in its own way is 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 connected to pride so we're going to play this next clip from the movie mother's morning out this lady has really made a mess of the evening which is one incident and she sits down next to this very very large biker and so you have to get that picture to really get the beauty of this clip <laughs> is this guy is huge and he's got, you know, of course, the shirtless bike shirt on with the, you know, or vest with the Tattoo. with tattoos and the long blonde hair. I mean, this guy's is something. And so when he says he strays from the faith, you know, you don't have any problem believing that <laughs> that as he gives this lady some wisdom that's profound when we start, you know, beating ourselves up. I can't. I can't get in front of it. No matter how hard I try, no matter how much I give, I'm just, I'm not enough. For who? What? Not enough for who? I mean, Sean, the kids, my mother, God, everybody, I don't know. You? Not enough for you. I was raised in church. This might surprise you, but I have since 
drifted from the faith. Shocker. <laughs> my mama worked three jobs. I never met my daddy. I had to get up early and walk to school, but I'd wait up for her coming home from the diner. I'd wait up every night because she'd come home and she'd put me to bed and she'd tell me something. She'd tell me the same thing every night. He loves you, Charles. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, or how far you run, Jesus will always be loving you with his arms open wide just for being you. And I'd smile and go off to sleep. You know, I saw something on Pinterest the other day. It was an eagle just caring for its young. It's a beautiful thing to watch one of God's creations just doing what he made it to do. Just being an eagle. And that's enough. Y'all spend so much time beating yourselves up. Must be exhausting. tell you something, girl. I doubt the good Lord made a mistake giving your kiddos the mama he did. So you just be you. He'll take care of the rest. Sam, he makes a, a wonderful statement that you had mentioned earlier, I think is, is very poignant here, that you know, in this case, he didn't have a dad. Right. Right. And, you know, he, it'd be hard for him to relate to a father figure like God, you know, mm-hmm. not having had a, a dad in his life. You know, Robbie, I'm still trying to move past the fact that he was a biker and he said kiddos and he read Pinterest. <laughs> 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 That's got me confused. So it's a great clip, you know, and there's a lot of truth in it that, you know, God puts us right where he wants us to be, you know, and uses us, or rather uses us right where we are. He may not put us there, but he uses us, uses us right where we are. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and it's fascinating to me, really fascinating to me. I remember when the book, The Shack, came out that people went nutso because God was being portrayed as a black woman. <laughs> but when I went and saw the movie... I realized that the author had used this illustration to show that, you know, God's going to meet the need of the person in front of him. And to that biker who saw his mother in that role, you know, he, he's portraying God to some extent from the father type fathering he got, which happened to be in this case from yeah. his mother. So I actually love the fact that none of the three were wasps. <laughs> <laughs> and so here we have the, little scene there in in the shack where um the poor man who'd lost his daughter in the car accident who was so angry at god gets a chance to meet him mackenzie allen phillips (laughs) 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 (laughs)
look at you. Do I know you? Not very well. <laughs> but we can work on that. I've been so looking forward to this. To finally see you face to face. Can I take your coat? And that gun. We wouldn't want anyone to get hurt now, would we? I understand it's confusing. We all do. You will do this on your terms and time. How about some introductions? I'm Alusia. I have a lot of names, but that's one of my favorites. Or if you want, you can call me what Nan does. You know Nan? <laughs> oh, yes. Very well. saying that you're I am the I am I am that I am <laughs> <laughs> look at that already quoting scripture and you bet my son great to see you Mac your son of course and um Sarayu Area. It means a breath of wind. All right. So, which one of you is? I am. And you have no idea how much I love you. It's okay, baby. Let it go. We all collect things we value, don't we? I collect tears. It's good to meet you guys. She is a great actress, but even more importantly, she's an Auburn graduate. <laughs> but um, don't. <laughs> yeah, that was. There's so much in that. Every time I listen to it, I pick up on something different. You know, you know the last part where he's just talking about we collect things that we value and God's tears and there's scripture. I can't remember exactly what it is. that talks about that. Um, but really just his whole introduction, the hospitableness of God of entering when we come to him and being like, you know, this older black lady who, you know, just is effusive with praise and excited about seeing him. We don't see God. We do, A lot of times we don't see God in that way. Uh, reaching out to us and and excited about seeing us, but that's really how it is. And the Bible is clearly clearly states that over and over again. It takes a lot from the enemy as attack for us to see anything otherwise. I mean, it's really there all throughout the Bible. But that whole script, I mean, that whole um, scene just gets me. Just uh, how he enters, uh, uh, meets the Trinity, and just his confusion of where he's at, and kind of you know he got to the shack on a on a ruse. Kind of he. He got invited to the place where his daughter was killed, and, and he ends up in this dream. And, you know, they go in later and talk about him getting his healing done and his wound. But it just goes to show the heart of God and where he's constantly doing everything he can to bring us to him. And a lot of times we just think we have to have it all together before we do it. But obviously, uh, in this example, you don't. One of the brilliant things that was done in that movie that I absolutely loved, I mean, she, 
she was a black woman mm-hmm. there. But later in the movie, mm-hmm. it was an elder man. And and in- he yeah, and he asked that, a Native American. I think the Holy right, Spirit might be Indian. <laughs> but uh, one of the beautiful things in that that was pointed out is he said, well, why did you appear to me like this? And God responds that because this is the way you'd accept me. Right. And that's the way God comes to all of us. Mm-hmm. We're going to see him, and he's going to meet us at our point of our need, where and how and in the appearance of what we need to see in that mm-hmm. moment. And here we have a teaching from John Lynch who can say it better than any of us. <laughs> so we're going to just get Amen. it right straight from John Lynch in a talk that he gave on this subject. And so I think back again of the banner on the back wall in the room of grace standing with my God, with my sin in front of us, working on it together. See, all this time I thought that he was over there. I used to write a journal. And I stopped doing it because I couldn't take it anymore, all the self-deprecation and beating myself up. But what if, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, what if he was never over there? What if Jesus Christ walked all the way around and walked up to me and grabbed my shoulders and looked into my face and put his hands on my face and stroked my hair and says, I know, I know. I love you so much. I'm crazy about you. And I know all the stuff. And I'm not ashamed. I've known from before the world began. And nothing you can do can make me love you more. And nothing will ever make me love you less. I'm crazy about you. And what if he puts his arm around me and we look at my sin together? He would say, That is a lot of sin. (laughs) My, my, my. And we'll work on it when you're ready, kid. I got you covered. I've known all about it from before the world began. Well, Sam, I'm still getting... My blood is that powerful. I'm going to still give you the last word. (laughs) As that's your clip. Yeah, I think as John Lynch talked about... You know, God doesn't see us, Jesus doesn't see us for what we've done. He sees us for who we are, for who He created us to be as His beloved child. And, and we have issues, we have things we need to work through, but we're going to have those all our life, and He stands beside us and loves us through it. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture. And again, you know, I don't think we can get enough of this stuff. I'm sure you would like more. Go register for boot camp coming up November 7th through the 10th. Go to maskmanjourneyradio.org. R.G. Thank you so much for joining us today on A Mask on Journey.